Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friend Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. I've worked with Eric for over five years. So whether it's commercial, auto, home, or life insurance, he is absolutely the best. I do a number of policies through him, and I could not be any happier, not to mention he is quick to return calls and emails. He even does it on his days off. He treats you like you are his only client. And that is a very big deal. He makes you feel important. And that communication is super important. He doesn't call you back two days later. And he's really good at what he does. And his insurance team, the Cook Insurance team, has over 70 years of experience. With that, give him a call today. 303-790-8089. 303-790-8089. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. All right, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in our friend Todd Davis. Of course, he won a Super Bowl with the Broncos. His segment is brought to you by the Davis Fund. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Drew Locke said at the press conference today that the Broncos are going to prepare for the final two games like they are playoff games. With that, we know there's a chance they can make the playoffs, but it's less than 1%. When he says we're going to prepare for the final two games like they are playoff games, you have been in a position where you have played in the playoffs, you won a Super Bowl, but you've also been out of it you know, as well before the end of the regular season. Is it easier to say, ah, we're preparing for games like their playoff games, then it is done that way? Are all the guys really in that mindset this late in the season? You know, I think that um, they are. I think that there's still hope left. Um, I feel like the guys are still preparing to make a playoff push and get to the playoffs. Hopefully they're able to do so, but I feel like the guys are focused. Um, They haven't had the outcome that they wanted to last week, um, but I think that they know that the playoffs are still not totally out of reach. It's a slim chance, um, but they're going to fight until that chance is gone. Of course, the thing that hurt the chances was losing last Sunday to the Raiders, and in particular the Raiders dominant on the ground, especially in the second half. So from your vantage point, through your eyes, what went wrong for the Broncos' run defense against Las Vegas last Sunday? Um, it felt like um, you know different people made mistakes um, all at different times. You know, at one time it will be the outside linebacker not keeping the pain. Um, another time it will be the corner coming in um, to crack replace and make a tackle and miss that tackle. And then uh, Josh Jacobs would spring for, you know, eight, nine, ten yards. Um, so it felt like people were um, kind of off balance all at different times. They couldn't put it together where everybody were ma- was making the right play at the same time. So um, hopefully they got some things shored up coming into this week, um, you know, the Chargers do have, um, you know, a good rushing game and a good back back there. So hopefully they can show up the down game because last week is definitely not um, the type of football that the Denver Broncos are capable of playing. 
you look at opposing offenses far differently than most people because that's what you spent your time doing. When you look at this Broncos offense, specifically when it comes to design and obviously execution and plays that are being called, do you think this offensive game plan has become too predictable? Um, I think I think you can argue yes that it is too predictable, um, based off of how the defenses have schemed and are able to win against our offense. It seems like people know what's coming next. Um, so I feel like you know maybe we need to change things up a little bit, spice things up a little more, um, because it does seem like opposing defensive coordinators and opposing defensive players know what's coming next. You watch all the games. What's predictable about it? I mean, you sitting on your couch. Not going through game plans. What's predictable about it? It just seems um, obvious, um, you know, run ver- run formations versus pass formations or run tendencies versus pass tendencies. It seems like, um, you know, when they have everybody kind of stacked in inside the numbers, the obvious run, they kind of spread out the offense. That's when the pass is coming. Um, and then on top of that, um, the runs and the passes, um, they're not a lot of trick plays like you would see from Kansas City where you got guys running all across the field. Um, it seems very simple. Hitches, you know, a couple go routes, um, a couple out routes and seven routes here or there. Um, it doesn't seem too complex for defenses to pick up. So, like, kind of to play off that a little bit, they, the Broncos use Jerry Judy in motion uh, right, right as the snap comes in, and yet they haven't made, they haven't handed the ball to him. So, when they bring Judy in motion, because nothing, because they're not ever giving him the option of a jet sweep, does that mean that defense, the defenses really don't react to the motion and it's kind of useless? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think they kind of disregard him in motion. Um, and that's what you have to do sometimes as the offense. You have to uh, bring out plays to keep defenses on their toes. Um, you got to give Judy that ball every once in a while to make defense is respected. Um, I think that's why you can see a certain teams go up uh, 35 to 0 and they're pulling out trick plays because they want other defenses to see whenever you play us, you have to prepare for this play. It doesn't matter really what the score of the game is. It's about making opposing defenses have to prepare for more than um, what, they're, what they want to. Is it too predictable because of the quarterbacks? Or is it too predictable because the offensive coordinator is kind of doing what he's always done and just really doesn't change his game plan or his schemes. You know, I think they, they're they doing what they feel like would be successful for both parties. Um, you know, you want to keep it simple for your quarterback to be able to make the right reads, make the right checks, not have to go through all four of his progressions, um, be able to go um, right to where he sees the opening with the football. Um, but at the same time, you know, as an offensive coordinator, um, I think it is easier to put together a game plan um, that's less complex and that you won't have to, um, you know, make sure everybody's ready to execute. Well, what did you think of the game plan that uh, Sherman put together, specifically for Drew Locke on Sunday? Because a lot of the success that the offense did have, at least on the rare occasions it had it, it was it seemed like it was play at play fake boot action, which he's shown he can do well from out of under center, and also first read stuff out of shotgun? I think it was great. I, I keep saying that I felt like Drew played a great game. 
Um, I felt like he didn't have any turnovers. Um, he was efficient with the ball. And there was a couple times where there was drops by the receivers um, that could have led to third down conversions or extending long drives. I felt like he would have had, you know, over 200 yards had some of the balls been caught. So I felt like for the game plan going to get the Raiders, um, as far as the passing game, I thought it was great. I thought Drew played a great game, um, but it just sucked he didn't get the win. We are talking to Todd Davis. The segment is brought to you by the Davis Fund. As a defensive player, you're going up against Drew Locke. What are his weaknesses that you absolutely know that you can exploit week after week? And what honestly scares you about him? Um, I think Drew is a um, a good player, and I think he works hard um, and has had to overcome a lot of adversities and naysayers, so I feel like he's working hard. Um, but if I'm that opposing defensive coordinator, I'm definitely going to pressure him on first, second down, um, get him off the spot, uh, make him have to look past his first or second read, um, and then I'm going to play a little bit of zone. I'm going to make him throw it deep. I'm going to make him be accurate on the deep balls um, and not let him – you know, check down, um, you know, to open tight ends or wide receivers. What do you expect uh, the Chargers are going to throw out the Broncos defense on Sunday? I think the Chargers are going to try and bounce back. Um, I think the defense plays very well against them um, in their last matchup. Um, so I feel like they're going to um, uh, rely more on the running game um, this time and hope that that gets going um, because, you know, the Broncos are great against the pass and, have struggled a little bit, a little bit against the run. So I look for the Chargers to come out and be very uh, run heavy uh, in this game. Just for fun, I don't think it's a secret the Broncos are likely going to move on from Teddy Bridgewater. There's probably a very good chance they're going to move on from Drew Locke. The Broncos are more than likely going to target Aaron Rodgers in a potential trade. Same thing with Russell Wilson. All things being equal, Todd, who would you rather have as your quarterback? I mean. Um, Russell Wilson is a great quarterback. He's done a lot of good things for a team. But, but. Uh, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers here. I mean, he's uh, arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He just broke the, uh, you know, touchdown passing record in Green Bay. I don't think it gets any better as far as quarterback in the NFL right now um, than Aaron Rodgers. So if I could pick somebody to lead the Broncos, um, you know, for the next five years to be successful, I'd probably pick Aaron Rodgers. How many first-round picks would you give up in a trade for Aaron Rodgers? Uh, at least, <laughs> at least the next five years. If Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> oh, you know what? Years. You can't give up five. That's the funny thing. But you're willing to give up five? Yeah, absolutely. He's a, he's a game-changing player. I think you look at the Broncos' entire roster. They have a solid defense. Um, they'll get some guys back from injuries next year. Their offense is amazing as far as the weapons they have at running back, at wide receiver, at tight end. I think literally the only key that they're missing is a dynamic quarterback, and you're talking about a Super Bowl contending, Super Bowl winning team. So um, I think I throw the kitchen sink at getting Aaron Rodgers. Let's just say for the sake of argument, you're with the Broncos right now, and uh, the Broncos can give up five first-round picks, but the Packers say we also need Todd Davis in return. Are you happy about going to play with the Packers with Jordan Love? Oh yeah, I'm here. Let's go. No, 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 no. The I'm Packers. Here. No, the Packers are saying Todd Davis has to be part of the deal for Aaron Rodgers. Oh no! If if I got to go to Green Bay and the Aaron Rodgers comes here, oh no, 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 no. 
I'm more than happy doing this show with you guys every Wednesday. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Let's talk about the Davis Fund. I want to hear about all the great things you are doing in the community when it comes to buying and selling real estate and just helping families. Yeah, so we're um, you know doing our part trying to help give back to the community. Um, we have a couple um, projects going now. We have two homes in Rhino that um, we're in the middle of you know fl- fixing some floorboards, about to start framing. Um, that'll be, you know, perfect for some new families to get into. I have a home in Highlands Ranch that'll be ready um, by the end of January. So, uh, you know, things are going good. I'm not sure like this is our way to, um, you know, start a business for our family, but also give back to help other people's families. We want to create homes that people will be happy to call their own and, um, you know, don't have to worry about getting into. We're going to work with uh, the city and the government, make sure we do housing for families in transition. Um, you know, and people just trying to get their life on track. They just may need a little bit of help. What are you going to do for the new year? You know, I'm just going to, you know, hang out. I have three boys. You're too old for that, Tom. You're too old for that, right? What? It's amateur night going out on New Year's, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm hanging out with the kids. And Wait, how old are your boys again? Twelve, five, and two. Oh, what can you do with the 12-year-old that the two-year-old is going to be happy about and vice versa? Oh, you know, I think that the 12-year-old, he'll have a good time. Uh, you know, we like to get him some of that sparkling uh, cider. Right. Make him feel like, yep. <laughs> like he's having a good time. Been there. Um, but the two, yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the 2-year-old will probably be in bed by 8 o'clock. So. Right. Are, are you going to let the 12-year-old and your other one stay up till midnight? Yeah, I'll let them stay up a little bit later. Um, you know, they're both, they both like to get their rest. So I doubt that anybody in the house will be up until midnight, but we'll see. So you'll celebrate the New York New Year's and then push everybody into bed. Yeah, for sure. There we go. Todd, happy New Year to you and your entire family. Uh, and We look forward to talking to you in 2022. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. See you, Pat. Thanks, Todd. Happy New Year. All right. Coming up after the break, New Year's resolution time. As we talked about, we, have, we don't have a show tomorrow. Don't have a show on Friday. So what should the New Year's resolutions be for the Broncos, the Rockies, the Nuggets, and the Avalanche? And may you're forbidden to bring up the name Montfort when you bring up the Rockies. Well, I better rewrite it. You better. Hmm.